<laughs> we were there yeah, for you, buddy. Just, we're advisors. We're, we're just we're being, we're being buds. Yeah, I know. Kate actually sent me friendos. two helpful links that I'm going to use. Moving did, forward. and anyone who doesn't know mensweardog.com, <laughs> I think it's mensweardog.tumblr.com, is literally the first piece of fashion <laughs> advice that I gave Eric, so... Um, ladies and men alike should check out Ben's Dog. He's pretty great. Can I welcome the ladies and men alike to our show, Game of Bones? Yeah. Can you should you? actually get some demo info on this show because I'm betting we have like a ton of female listeners. I know I've made this assertion before, you have. but now I want to know if I'm right. Kate is, everybody listening, first off, thank you for joining us. It's another week. Mike is not here. He's doing NBA stuff. He's a grown ass man. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate, for some reason, is convinced that 98% of our listeners are female <laughs> or girls i well because i think game of thrones is a is a fandom that women can get to be a part of and there's like it's not super gendered the fandom of game of thrones is, is seems pretty well split right down the middle mm-hmm. but also the show has three lovely male voices on it so lovely. i mean what lady wouldn't want to be listening <laughs> is all i'm saying right i don't know okay I don't know. And like I said, I've heard that live show that you guys did, and there's a lot of female giggling and swooning in that offer. That uh, <laughs> there was a bit, so. there was a bit of giggly, a bit of giggly. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time, uh, and I also swooned. So it was it was a great yeah, great time. I swooned listening. I had a, it's a swoony show. That's good. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, I think it's Wednesday. If something it is really no, it's Tuesday. Happened. Well, oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday right now. <laughs> See, I played along. That's I knew what was going on. I'm unemployed, so I legit have to like scramble for the day. And right. when I remember what day it is successfully, I have to let everybody know <laughs> that I know it's Tuesday. I feel like we've we've given up on Game of Thrones tonight. Honestly, yeah. It's just... <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes do you do you ever feel like we shoot the shit a little too hard? Never. Never. I've never felt that way. But without Micah here to keep us on track with his genial impatience, yes, I, I think that we we tend to we tend to wander. <laughs> he just texted me, by the way. Did oh, he? yeah, he did. He, he, he didn't text me back, and he texted you. He did not I would me. read it, but it's I think it's a little inappropriate. So, uh, we're going to continue <laughs> with the show. Um, we are we are speaking about two chapters this week. We've got a Ms. Aria, and we've got a Mrs. Catelyn Stark, or is it Ms. Technically, mm, yeah, Ms. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I think she still thinks of herself as a missus. There are some people in the realm who still act and go about as behaving as whether or if Ned and Robert were still alive. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So maybe she's maybe they would think that she's a missus. Well, she's like the only the only reason Catelyn would ever get remarried. We could probably visit all this when we get to her chapter, but I think that if it were strategically intelligent for her to marry a Frey or whatever. Then yeah, I was going to say she would pretty much have to marry Walder Frey and sleep with him every night to make yeah. up for... Yeah, and that might Robert. not even be enough. But mm-hmm. I think that people still... She's still definitely in mourning for her husband, so oh, yeah. right now. And we know that as as show watchers, we know that she meets a, a very sad end, so she never, she never remarries, but um, seeing as how important her family is to her and how often she she misses her husband and worries about her children. I, I don't see her being like a super attentive wife to anyone else. Oh, plus her father's about to die too. 
Yeah, her father's about to die. Her, her kids son, off to war. All the yeah, time. is embroiled in war. And yeah, she's got baggage. She comes with a lot of baggage. <laughs> <laughs> she's not the dating dating. Um, Peter doesn't she's care. Really, she's really not <laughs> in the market for a care. relationship. But before we get to Catelyn, <laughs> yeah, let's discuss the first chapter that we have. I can I can read this. You guys you guys ready? Yeah. Sure. All right. All right. She was grubbing for vegetables in a dead man's garden when she heard the singing. Arya stiffened, still as a stone, listening, the three stringy carrots in her hand suddenly forgotten. She thought of the bloody mummers and Roose Bolton's men, and a shiver of fear went down her back. It's not fair. Not when we finally found the trident. Not when we thought we were almost safe. People coming. Mm-hmm. Only why would the mummers be singing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's ominous. That's really ominous. I mean, we are here once again in the world of ice and fire in Westeros, and you know somebody's coming down the road. Are they friend? Are they foe? Who knows? Who can tell? Maybe so, a little bit of both. Arya is amazing as usual in this chapter. She's awesome. She is this little wildcat. I guess wild wolf. She's basically a, a hellion. She's, she's a hellcat. A, she's a hellcat. She's yeah. she is. She has zero concept of exactly how powerless she is until about halfway through this chapter. Um, yeah. And she says, I, I have a couple, this one, this one particular part when the, the men come out of the woods and they're overall very friendly. They're like, Hey, you should probably not try to attack us because we are grown ass dudes yep. <laughs> and you are a tiny girl with a huge sword Poor and boy. you're really far away and our archer will kill you. But she is like assessing them. And she, there's this line. When she's like, she says to herself, Sirio could fight more than three. And she had Hot Pie and Gendry to stand with her, maybe. And then she thinks to herself, but they're boys. And these are men. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. even think, like, they're boys and I'm a girl. Or, no. like, we're all children. It's more like, well, they might hold me back. <laughs> I'm with her. Because I'm, I'm basically Sirio Pharrell at this point. I just admire so her badass. bravery. Oh, I mean, completely. There's not awesome. a single thought for her. Uh, for her to flee in the face of like she she wants to keep herself safe of course but once she's confronted by these dudes she's like calculating the odds she's uh-huh. like well, who how many of these fuckers can i take down before they get me like yep. <laughs> amazing well similar i mean i know she meant she thinks of cereal for all but then when um when the guy archer or or Angai or whoever he is um shoots the arrows right through her head she's reminded how quick Sirio had told her to be, and she's she like, no, I'm no, I'm nowhere near. Exactly. Nowhere near that after all. It goes near her head. Luckily, yeah. it does not go through when her head. When the air goes right through her head, and she <laughs> she miraculously from she her bl- oh, start I'm blood sorry. heals. I meant to say it. through the air. Yes. Through the air. Next like, to her head. Ab- yeah, and that's when, that's when she has that moment that I mentioned earlier. She's like, she's kind of oblivious halfway through this chapter. She's like, whatever, I can take these fools. And then this guy moves so fast and she's like, I didn't even know what the definition of fast was until this yep. moment. Yep. Um, and she, I think at that point she realizes she's, she's out, out foxed a little bit, but the, that, I, I feel like this is a great chapter for her because she's, she is, uh, being humbled by, some dudes um that that don't actually want to fuck her over which is pretty nice briefly and then she goes about creating new plans like to steal the boat (laughs) you know so like she she is not often or not well held back you know from the goal which at this point is to eventually reach river run yeah um she's got some trust issues Mm -hmm. um so 
the fact that she's constantly scheming and conniving to escape because the only way she knows that she for sure is safe is if she is alone or she's with these two boys that she can, you know, manipulate and boss around if she needs to. But she, when she's around grownups, nothing good has happened to this girl for like the better part of a year, at least. Yeah. So yeah, understandable. She wants to kind of get the hell out of there as soon as she can. These guys are cool though. I mean, they're cool. They're just, you know, the, our, our threes company here, you know, after what happened with them in our last chapter, I feel like it was such an innocent beginning. They're just, Oh, we're picking carrots and we're picking cabbage. And <laughs> it felt like the Valley of the Four Winds and World of Warcraft. And it's just like, Oh, this is so cute. And then someone's singing and here they come and they're like, Oh shit. Well, he's singing. So he might not be a bad guy, but chances are he still would kill us if he saw us. So you hide behind the wall here and I'll hide on these long tree branches. And I don't know. It just, it, it felt a lot more fun than the way the show captured it. Yeah. I just loved the rapport between the three guys, uh, you know, Tom seven streams who had like three, like his, his name broke down like a nesting doll into different names and the lemon cloak limb, his name also broke down like a nesting doll and other things. And then of course, <laughs> and guy, they just called him Archer. And I just felt like George R. R. Martin, you're so brave. To have a guy's nickname be what he does. <laughs> like, some, would, some would say that's like lazy writing. Like, oh, we call him Archer. But no, they, that's, that's nope. what they called him. It just it's made capitalized. sense. And this comes right after Gendry and Hot Pie finally show themselves yeah. to to kind of like scare off the dudes a little bit if they can. And um, this is described as in his chainmail shirt with a sword in his hand, oh, yeah. Gendry looked almost like a man grown and dangerous. Hot pie looked like hot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I saved that as well. I thought that was hilarious. They're like, you're alone. And Gendry just steps off him on the wall. She's not alone. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Gendry. And yes, Da-da-da! hot pie looked like hot pie. That's <laughs> so mean. Yep. It's so mean, George. <laughs> it's so, it's funny though. Like, oh, yeah. Because it's, it, it's Arya and she, she clearly doesn't think much of hot pie. And a hot pie in this chapter is like, he's surprising. He's like singing. He can sing and he can talk about <laughs> bacon bread and pies and whatever yeah. else. And and so, like, I, I kind of feel like hot pie is kind of awesome. I think he is, too, honestly. Maybe it's just because I love a man who can cook. Yeah. But well, I, it could be that. I'm, I think hot pie rules. I, I think feel I, like the rule of the road, though, is you're not supposed to give anybody your name. And uh, when the singer asks the boys, will you give us your names? <laughs> like honest men. The, the first person to speak out is, I'm Hot Pie. That reminds me, it's like in our last episode where you guys were like, should we say our names? And I'm like, I'm gay! <laughs> yep. That's just basically right Hot Pie. Just I, like that. I, I empathize with Hot Pie. So like, what's your name? I'm Hot Pie! I'm Hot Pie, what's up? I yield. I yield. You know, it's yielding all over again. It really yeah. is because you're giving in to to trust these people or to reveal personal details about yourself to somebody else. Well, they really had no choice. I mean, no matter how brave Arya was or how, or how great uh, hot pie would be at singing or uh, how gallant Gendry was for standing up for them. Uh, Fact of the matter is these three dudes, they clearly had their shit together. They were walking just down, you know, just, just singing as loud as they could, not, not giving a a dusty fuck about how loud their harp was. Mm -hmm. So chances are these guys, could hold their own and Arya knew that so they had to go with them and we find out they have a very like robin hood and his merry men kind of feel to them and we find out in this chapter that these are the outlaws that Mm -hmm. the innkeeper tried to send jamie and bran that is truly a really cool revelation we learn this because they um the men take Arya and uh and hoppy and gendry to the inn it's the same the same inn and it's really cool because um 
it's stated, but it's it's kind of like understated where it's like, oh yeah, Arya notices the kneeling knight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the setting is a little different because you've got the wife who wasn't there before and the characters are described a little differently. And of course it's like it's in the daytime and this, that, the other thing. But more and more happens where you're just like, this is the same inn and these are the guys that were supposed to, you know, basically take back the horses of um, Brienne and Jamie and Sir Cleos. Cleos. And, and Cleos, um, you know, that they had paid a hefty penny for. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, the other thing, too, is that <laughs> this is one of the narrow misses that George becomes so fond of, which oh, is that if Brienne mm. and Jamie and Cleos had been sent into these men's hands, chances are good that they would have met up with Arya uh-huh. and Hot Pie and Gendry. Which is, you know, Brienne's quest is to get Catelyn's uh, daughters back to her. So, uh, had they just fallen into this trap, potentially they could have. But yeah, this this is one of those those like just such a near miss kind of kind of uh, encounters that happen in in and they do this they they exacerbated it on the show when Bran and John almost meet up at Craster's mm-hmm, and right. they're like they're like just feet away from each other and then they don't. I don't think that happens in the book nearly so dramatically, but. It's that same kind of feeling that's just like so, oh, so close. If they could just have said hey to each other, then something cool could have come out of this. I'm sure of it. You know, like when you guys are reading, you ever get just a just a feeling of just it's a rush of just emotion? Like, yes. oh, like I like, felt yeah. that at the end of this chapter specifically, but I won't say that now. Exactly. No, I exactly the same. I felt when I when I read the bit at the end of the chapter, I was like whoa i mean and but yeah. also i felt like i got it here too as well when when my mind made the connection like when when it when it mentioned the skiff that was outside and mm-hmm. uh when we were meeting the characters like before the book gave it away i wrote down in my notes in all caps same place as jamie brand just huge <laughs> uh yeah. and it was so interesting to see it through the eyes of of aria and and to, like it was such a different feeling. Whereas Jamie's a grown man and he's used to royalty and he hasn't been slumming, uh, you know, all around the countryside and in Heron Hall and basically, you know, running. He has been a prisoner, but he's he's a grown man and he knows a lot of things. And so to all to them, it was just uh just a piece of shit in on the side of the riverbank that they needed to go check if anyone in there wanted to kill them. But when Arya saw it, she she noticed the different uh siding and like the slate versus the wood. And yeah. it was just it was it was so cool to see how uh, in in two adjacent chapters George was able well I guess two adjacent episodes for us George was able to uh, <laughs> to make it so uh, interesting interestingly different for for their uh, personality and also mm-hmm. age group. How cool is it too that Arya notices the same horse manure shit that yes. that Brienne and Jamie did? Mm-hmm. There's they dismounted in front of the stables. There were no other horses to be seen, but Arya noticed fresh manure in many of the stalls. This girl's good. Oh yeah, she's yeah, sharp. She's, yep. You know? mm-hmm. She's she's got her her spider sense turned way way up. Well, right when they start to go with this trio to the end or towards the end, there was this line I wanted to bring up. Um, to, I guess it's Tom who's speaking. It says, "So your lion cubs is that the way of it?" And she says, "Not that either. We're nobody's men. Whose men are you?" And Angai says, "We're king's men." And Arya frowns, what king or which king? And Lem says, King Robert. Yes. And I'm just thinking, okay, are they are these guys for real? 
because I mean, surely everybody's heard by now King Robert's dead. Mm -hmm. This war is not going the way of anybody who is loyal to King Robert is, is in danger. These, these guys really in an open road proclaim that they're for (laughs) King Robert. Like, are these just guys like, are these the most out of touch, like three dudes ever or what? is going on and did they mean it? Are they sincere? And so as a a reader, you're just reading and you're like, can we trust these guys or not? You know, but then as as sooner, then the more it becomes clear that this inn is the same inn, you're like, no, there's no way we can trust these guys. They're, you know, thieves, they're good for nothing, this, that, the other thing. But I feel like the, um, the chapter makes a strong case for them kind of just being dudes doing what dudes are doing, you know, these days. I feel like there's a little bit of, these are yeah, a little bit of dialogue there, I think, too, about um, taking horses back because Arya calls them thieves and they take offense. Speaking of horses and, and, and almost just a, a manner that would reflect how um, the purchasing went a few chapters ago, uh, instead of offering up real gold, they were like, by the way, uh, they're inside. <laughs> they're, yeah, this is, it was so good. They're, they're, they're drinking ale and the wife... <laughs> Who is yelling at husband who has no name? Mm-hmm. She's just like husband, husband, <laughs> right? And, which was awesome. And George was proper nouning him. Husband picked up this thing, and, yeah. and it wasn't in quotations. It wasn't set speech. So read this if you're not reading along with this because it's funny. But um, these guys want their horses, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, this food and rabbit and everything that we're doing is great. Uh, we're gonna need your horses, and we'll give you three golden dragons. And they're like, we need them, and they're like, yeah, but we do too. And then they're finally like, well, this is just a piece of paper, asshole. And he's like, well, <laughs> that, that, those are IOUs. They're yeah. as good as cash. <laughs> they're as good as cash. It's like the end of Dumb and Dumber, essentially. Yeah. He's like, you might want to hold on to this one. Yeah. <laughs> After this war is over, I'm going to give you three golden dragons for your horses. Yeah. I wrote down the, my note on that is that Tom gives Arya a check for the horses. <laughs> like, I'm good for it. Serious. This will totally clear my account. Like Arya's gonna, she's she's this little girl. Like she's not gonna know where to find this guy or whatever. She doesn't even know how to balance a checkbook, let alone. She looks at casual. it. I'm sure she can read, but she looks at this thing. She's like, "What is that? Like mm. I don't even know what you're trying to do right now." And then she barters. She's like, "No, I don't want your stupid paper. I want that flipping boat outside." And then everybody starts laughing. But what I think it's because she says, "I want the boat as long as you show us how to work it." Yep. Yep. <laughs> she Arya mm-hmm. wants to know how to work it. And they guffaw, all of them. And everybody starts laughing at her. And she's like, what is so funny? Which is exactly, I, I can understand exactly that feeling. Because I definitely remember being a kid and saying something that mm-hmm. all of the adults thought was super funny. And I was yeah. like, I'm being serious right now. That's very much what Ari was feeling there. <laughs> That's how I feel all the time when we're recording our our, uh, our Patreon show. Like you guys are just I'm being serious. You guys are like, oh you, yo Zachary, <laughs> oh you, oh, uh, so talking about the dumb stuff again. Uh, well, what now? I mean, there the deal is 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 being taken place. I feel like she made a really good decision, a very strong decision. Sure. Uh, I mean, okay, if they need to go up river to river on, it makes sense. I mean, we we know the path because Jamie and Brienne and Cleos just took it. Right. So it's it's so congruent the way George put this all together. And but how do I you just, sail a sailboat? So rich. Like, how do you go upstream in a sailboat? The rows, the oars, oars. Right, the oars. But Gendry's like he's trying to tell her this is a bad <laughs> right. plan. He's like, you're gonna <laughs> row all the way there. Like, this doesn't seem well. Super they're gonna smart. lose. They're going to lose their horse. And their sails. Yeah, I understand that this is probably like the best solution, but it's still a little bit like she's, it's super half, half baked. She's like, I want that boat. I don't know how to use the boat. 
But show me how to use the boat. And we're so, good. I do want the boat, and you're going to need to show me how a boat works. Um, but, the, yeah. Well, they and none, the boat isn't any of theirs, right? It's the one right. that Jamie and Brianna and yeah, Chris yeah, came in. Yeah, of course. The other thing is, we do know from the next chapter that you can walk to River Run. <laughs> so, well, that's true. That's kind of a, a bad possibility. I mean, they're just, they're not, it's weird because these guys are, are not good guys, but they're like, you know, they're, they're strong arming them basically out of their horses. Mm -hmm. I mean, who's a good guy though? Cause I mean, even, even Aria. Ned Stark is a good guy. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how far that got him. So the I end was, of this, the end yeah. of this chapter is fantastic. As you guys were saying. Oh, it, it really is. For the first time, maybe since Ned Stark had his head forcibly removed. Arya sees someone that she recognizes from Winterfell, and this is a person that she trusts, who led her pony around, who used to ride with her brothers in the Quintains. And she she tells him, she's like, she's just burst into tears. She's like, I know you. And at first he doesn't recognize her because she's wearing a Bolton sigil on her chest and she's- Lord Leech. <laughs> she's like a tiny little boy, essentially. Yeah. And then she tells him, like, you used to lead my pony around. And he's like, holy shit. Exactly. And he gets down on one knee. It's a very, like, you bow to no one or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then every everybody's like, he, he kneels in front of her and he tells everybody, like, yo, this is Arya Stark. I'm getting the feeling again. And now I have goosebumps. <laughs> I'm getting He was thinner, harder somewhere. And at Winterfell, he had never worn a beard, but it was him, her father's man, Harwin. Squirming, she threw herself forward, trying to wrench free of Lem's iron grip. It's me, she shouted. Harwin, it's me. Don't you know me? Don't you? The tears came, and she found herself weeping like a baby, just like some stupid little girl. Harwin, it's me. Harwin's eyes went from her face to the flayed man on her doublet. How do you know me? He said, frowning suspiciously. The flayed man. Who are you, some serving boy to Lord Leech? For a moment, she did not know how to answer. She had had so many names. Had she only dreamed, Arya Stark? I'm a girl, she sniffed. I was Lord Bolton's cupbearer, but he was going to leave me for the goat, so I ran off with Gendry and Hot Pie. You have to know me. You used to lead my pony when I was little. His eyes went wide. Gods be good, he said in a choked voice. Arya underfoot? Lem let go of her. She broke my nose, Lem dumped her tear unceremoniously to the floor. Who in seven hells is she supposed to be? The Hand's daughter. Harwin went to one knee before her, Arya Stark of Winterfell. I mean, this is so, and it's spoken in present tense is, is, is really my big point is just like when Arya asked the three guys who, who's their king or whatever. And they said, Robert, uh, Harwin introduces her as the hand's daughter, mm -hmm. um, as if in a world where you know, Robert is still king and Ned is still his hand. Rightfully so. And that just, uh, that pulls up all the feels. Can you imagine if they would have ended an episode this way? Just like, instead of the hound coming in and being like, what are you doing with that Stark <laughs> expletive or whatever? Yeah. Uh, if, if someone would have been like, I mean, it may have been too happy for the TV show because the TV show kind of avoids a lot of the happier moments and ops for, for comedy instead. But this is mm -hmm. a very not thinking about the danger of what's happening here, which I'm not um, just thinking about her being so uh, emotional and seeing someone that she recognizes and then someone immediately giving her respect. Like he's like, Lem, let go of her. Like, dude, <laughs> realize what you're doing. And it was, it was just cool. I liked it. Are we meant to believe now? Is this the Brotherhood without banners that we've run into? Well, I think it's pretty obviously because mm -hmm. uh, obvious because Anne guy is in the Brotherhood. <laughs> oh, that's right. 
Well, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Although we know based on the show and based on Kate's having previously read that she's not with the brotherhood in, you know, several in a little bit of time. So we'll just, I'm interested in seeing how this plays out in the book um, versus how it did in the show. The brotherhood's really cool in the show. I think they, they definitely had more ominous overtones um, because they had, there's, they do show this, like they have to show the dark magic parts of the brotherhood because it's, that's, probably the most relevant parts of them Mm -hmm. um but they are this like cool light-hearted band of merry men out to like thieve in the name of the king kind of thing and (laughs) i would totally hang out with them i would absolutely (laughs) hang out with them yeah Yeah. i'd be drinking so much ale i'd be like i know there's danger but let's drink ale fuck yeah all right well so moving on to miss Arya stark's mother mother catelyn lady catelyn she knew the moment she had heard the kennels erupt. Her son had returned to River Run, and Grey Wind with him. Only the scent of the great grey direwolf could send the hounds into such a frenzy of baying and barking. I hate when my dog bays, by the way. He will come to me, she knew. Edmure had not returned after his first visit, preferring to spend his days with Mark Piper and Patrick Malister, listening to Rhyme in the Rhymer's verses about the battle at the stone mill. Rob is not Edmure, though. Rob will see me. And see her, she did, in a very uh, gallant fashion. If if I can say that, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This whole chapter is sort of crushing when you know what's coming. Mm. This is is not, I would say, this is not where the Red Wedding seeds get planted, but this is certainly where they they get covered with dirt, maybe. Like, this is is where they are finalized, because this is going to give so much offense to Walder Frey um that he's he's gonna be there's gonna be no question in his mind to go along with what the Lannisters have requested that he do. That's so true. I had I had no idea in the earlier days of being involved with the with the story and the show, I knew that there was an affront that took place when when mm-hmm. Rob was uh with in the show's case Talisa and and the book's case Jane. But and this chapter really sets it up strongly. I mean, obviously, this 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 is the source material. But uh, here at the beginning, when Catelyn's kind of spying, because you know she's still—if you remember from the last chapter with her—she's she's just only getting as much info as she can from Maester Vyman, as much as he'll as he'll allow through the cracks. And she sees forty men um, that are horsed throw down the banners of the direwolf and stomp on them with their horses and ride away. And that's extreme to me. Like those are, you know, these are people that are, imagine your infantry and they're like, fuck you. And just throw down the banners and ride away <laughs> because he married someone else. Yeah. Damn. That was like the whole reason they gave him Ben, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and here's one of the best parts of this. When Catelyn is, she, he, he finally summons her and they have this whole like stiff conversation where she's like, I guess they probably told you what I did. And he's like, <laughs> they did tell me, <laughs> they did tell me what you did. And I totally understand. And I totally forgive you. And she's like, that's unexpected, but I'm glad <laughs> that's good. And he's like, by the way, mom, 
I did marry someone that I shouldn't have. Uh-huh. <laughs> and well, she's like, like, oh, you trapped me. Yeah. He's like, uh, I know why you did what you did, mom. You did it for love, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah. did I? And he's like, well, I did yeah. something for love too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this is, this is what she asks him. She says, dare I ask how many swords come with your bride, Rob? And he says, <laughs> 50. He's like, 50. A, a dozen nights. <laughs> a dozen nights. <laughs> Meanwhile. It. Do you have the numbers on Frey's men? It's like 3,000 that he gave. It's way more than 50. Yeah. yeah. It, it this was, was a was super a dumb strategic move for Rob. Look, he was injured uh. taking the crag, and she, she, he woke up after being injured in the bed of this girl yeah. who was caring for him. Yeah. She nursed me until the fever passed, and she was with me when the great John brought me news of, of Winterfell. Brandon mm-hmm. Rickon, he seemed to have trouble saying his brother's names. That night, she she comforted me, mother. She comforted me. Catelyn did mom. not need to be told what sort of comfort Jane Westerling had offered her <laughs> That's son. That's sad. Let me just say, let me just say, Jane Westerling, baller. Baller yeah. move. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this guy's the king. He got shot in the arm, right? He gets, he gets a pretty major injury. She is nursing him to health. Uh, she tells him that his brothers are dead. And then she's like, let's do this and he's like yeah let's do it also the next day she's done such a great job that he's like let's get married you know she's like yes i will be queen this sounds great i'll do it the best part is that he it was not like he was just out in the crag the aggro crag and michael malley was like climb the hill and he he got caught on a limb that's not what happened what happened was Rob and all of his men were showing their guts and they were storming this <laughs> castle. I mean, the Westerlings yeah. are Lannister men, okay? Yeah, they're, they're, and that's they're important, not, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're not they're not, you know, friends. And so so Jane really was balling out when when they eventually her family, Lord Gowan, uh, was like, All right, this is enough. You guys are gonna break down all of our shit and probably kill us. Uh, she was balling. It was in her own bed and yeah. she's taking care of his wounds and he falls in love with her, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what it yeah. is? Or it's is like it just night- that he feels guilty? Is it like emotions. Nightingale syndrome is yeah. when people fall in love with their nurses. So maybe a bit of that. She is very pretty. Um, she is royal. She's a lady. So it's, it's appropriate. You know, she's not a commoner. Like she isn't, sh- she's a, she's a commoner in the show, I think. Right. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So it's Valentis. it's less of an offense. It's super. Can you imagine it being how offensive that would be to a crazy fucker like Walter Frey <laughs> if Rob straight up married just whoever? It is spelled out, though, in this chapter, just how much of an insult it is anyway. And, and yeah. actually, it works in the same way, but it's even though it's opposite, because like even though she's nobody, it's actually almost worse that she's old blood because Walter Frey, I think they're described as like being upstarts or whatever yeah. in royalty. And... Ha- knowing that he married somebody who's like even more highborn or you know they they were related to the first men there's a possibility that jane and and rob are like distant 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 cousins yeah. too right. Um, yeah, right. but uh both hailing from the first you know the ans- uh, descendants of the first men but um you know that is just going to piss walter frey off even worse and catlin bless her like she she gets it but she she it doesn't quite make it clear enough to rob that he should actually undo. She's just not. She's. I guess she's relieved at being acquitted. I mean, after being so so stuck in that room. I mean, she basically. Um, the Karstark uh, guy is yet again put down and 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 shown the door 
basically yeah. in front of her. And I think she's so relieved to be in his good graces that she goes, to, she treats him a little lightly. Like she speaks her mind, but I feel like, you know, Rob needs some shaking right now. And, and, and this is not going to work out. I, I am, I am with you. I feel like I've, I've finally been shown the light. Everyone that's listening, that's been around for a bit knows that I'm a pretty vocal fan of Rob and for Rob to, the kind of person that he is, because we know that he has stepped up pretty handsomely uh, in, in the position of being king of the north, uh, all things considered. He's done a pretty badass job. So for him to be holding court, if you will, and to have this ruse where he's speaking publicly to his mom and he's like, you know, I totally understand, you know, the things we do for love. Uh, and then he pushed the spray out the window. No, it's just the things we do for love. And like, I just feel like it was so unlike Rob to be that vulnerable, especially when uh, she had released the Kingslayer herself. And so for, it was just different than the show and obviously, but for me, it was just, I really, really, really understood how stupid of a decision this was on Rob's part. Not that it wasn't stupid in mm-hmm. the show because I've seen the Red Wedding and I know the repercussions, but I feel like this chapter really did a fantastic job of of just painting the context of how loose this mistake was and how much he knew that and that's why he set up all that he did because i mean there were grown men in the room you know we got great john umber and car stark and all the people and they're just like before they see catalan just out of pure fury and excitement that that they're all together and rob is there like speaking to edmer like a king and he's got his crown on and he's looking badass they they just can't help it they're shouting king in the north they they mm-hmm. literally <laughs> can't help it they're like king of the north like it's such a it's a it's energetic and it's and it's 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 powerful like he's he's this person that has done such a good job and has really 16 years old actually been a leader to these grown men Uh and he's done this thing that has literally undermined everyone's effort and has undermined all of the sacrifices that people like Richard Cardstark has made with his kids and with their bannermen and with their friends and with their families and people have died to fight in these wars for for his uh for for something that he just wanted to do the thing too is with jane she makes him keep the dog outside she doesn't even like she doesn't even like gray wind she's like bullshit that's like like alarm number one gentlemen (laughs) or ladies if your partner of choice makes you keep your indoor dog outside because they don't like him or they're afraid of him indoor dog to be fair it's a deal breaker ladies (laughs) yes he is listen if cat if cat is pissed that i mean i feel like she wasn't just pissed because uh it was jane that said it like she was pissed honestly that graywin wasn't with him he she was like hey uh where's your wolf he's He's part of you. You know that he's more than just a wolf, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You realize that he's like destined to be, he's like, you know, your soulmates or whatever. And he's like, well, my girlfriend doesn't like the smell of him. <laughs> he, he doesn't like the smell of my girlfriend, so we keep him outside. Like, really? Don't you, you ever stop to think that maybe there's a reason he doesn't like the smell of your girlfriend? Um, it could be that her family is, you know, tied to the enemy. But Yeah, uh, and he tells Catelyn that he Greywin also does not like the smell of Jane's uncle. Mm-hmm. And she, and Catelyn's like, Get rid of the dude. And, oh, yeah. And like Rob's like, it's a dog, mom. Like, it's not going to. And she's like, get rid of him. Send him away. She's so. Away. She trusts these wolves so much because she saw Bran's wolf tear a guy's throat out when he was trying to assassinate yeah. her son. So she's, she's like, she is, she's on team wolf. Oh, yeah. All she is the on way. Team, team, team wolf. wolf. Yeah. yeah. Team. 
She's yeah. a well, uh, teen wolf. I mean, how cool! Like Jane's immediate family members are all with her now. Like, there's just like this garrison of Wester Westerlings. Yeah, in the Great Hall now with Rob. Like, how unexpected must that be? But yet, Rob is just like cool with it. Like he made it happen. You know, he's so in love or naive or whatever you want to call it. But he just did it, and he's the king. And so, he, for the moment, for the time being, he's allowed to. Pull shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends the the wolf away too because sorry, getting back to the wolf. I'm still on mm-hmm. this wolf topic. Yeah, but he oh, sends, yeah, the wolf. He sends the wolf. He sends the wolf away because wolf. he finds he finds out that <laughs> Theon killed Brandon Ricken. He's like, well, mm. the wolves didn't protect Brandon Ricken, so clearly my wolf's like, which is totally fucking false. Yeah, it's totally not true. He's acting kind of rashly based on complete misinformation. Kate, Eric, we've all been here. You know when one of your good friends gets a new significant other. And they just start acting crazy, like leaving their dogs outside just because their other partner said so, or mm. maybe not hanging out, or just, you know, sometimes people just act differently when they're in the everglow of the, you know, the, the beginning of a relationship. <laughs> and that's what's happening here, Rob. You're talking shit about your own wolves, dude. This is my, my brother calls it, on. my brother calls it love jail when you like <laughs> are, you're in the throes of that, like. A new passion and you mm. just don't want to do anything but gaze at that person so you like abandon all your friends and that's i don't know that that's necessarily guess, what rob has done here but it's something well, like well, it catlin asked him he's, she's like i heard you were injured and he was like yeah but it's cool because i got the best help i ever could have gotten the, <laughs> their best people saw me saw yeah. it to me it was the best health care ever yeah well i mean it does sound like it was pretty good health care yeah not too bad that's not covered by insurance. I'm uh, bothered by the gray wind stuff. I'm like, I'm glad that he had yeah. a haunch of mutton outside waiting for him. Right. Yeah. I just really like the idea of him sitting beside Rob while everyone's shouting King of the North at him. Uh, is that too much to ask? You know, just once before everything happens? I don't know. No. Little things. So, I mean, Catelyn is already trying to figure out how they're going to appease Walter Frey because at some point that has to happen. And, and Rob actually is talking strategy a little later in the chapter as well. And he says, you know what, there's really our best chance to, to even get close to winning. This is still with the phrase allegiance. I mean, we really just can't afford to lose it. And he proposes, you know, a number of other marriages of some of some of his older men. And Catelyn's just like, no, that is not going to work. And she's still undecided at the end of the chapter, the ending words, you know, just like what, what could possibly, what or who could, could appease this guy. And it's a big deal. What I was surprised also to see in this chapter, though, is the scene with Edmure mm-hmm. and getting, you know, oh, and yeah. his failure. I mean, these are, there's, there's two moments of like near, near miss or near coincidence in, in this, um, in this chapter in the previous one. But I mean, as far as Edmure goes, like Rob's plan is revealed. And it would have prevented Blackwater, like it would have prevented, it, like um um a Terrell uh and Stark marriage. Catelyn even contemplates, like, what if Marguerite went with with oh, yeah. Rob? You know, what like all of these possibilities are just thrown up, and you're like, oh man, this would be a totally different Westeros if like this one little event didn't occur. It'd be a handsome couple too. Can I just say? Oh yeah, Mar- Marjorie and mm-hmm. Rob. Oh, Not yeah. too bad, like the far south and the far north. Oh, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and in the books, Rob's got like this shoulder-length auburn hair, uh-huh. which is probably pretty banging. <laughs> they could they could have children that would be winter roses. Oh. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think wish I'm gonna write, write yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so Edmir, yeah, Ed, Edmir fucks up because he stepped out of line, which he was commanded to hold River Run, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna go beat Tywin a little bit," <laughs> and um, and so that caused a lot of a lot of issues. And Robin, the Blackfish, are super pissed off at him, and he's like, "I'll totally make it up to you, I promise." And Catelyn's like, "You guys." Need to understand, we have got to rain holy hell on Theon Greyjoy right now because mm-hmm. he is sitting in your seat and nobody's going to think of you as a king unless you can bring the wrath of God down on him. And right. so in order to do All it, seven of them. This, is when they, this is when this happens. The only way they're like, well, the only way we can do that is if we get the phrase men back. I just went and looked. It's 4,000 men that they lost. Ouch. So they're like, we can't do this without the help of the phrase. So they're like, okay. So we got to go make amends with the phrase. There's got to be something that they want. And Catelyn's like, something I mean, they're, they're uh. basically going, they're going backwards now. I mean, it, you know, all in book two, Clash of Kings, they're, they're going towards King's Landing. They're going towards Tywin's army. And now they, and they've, they've been to the phrase to get, to get passage. But mm-hmm. now they have to go back to the phrase and they're just going to head back up north to basically exactly to Winterfell, where they came from, right. to try and fix it. But it's clearly like, now they're just going backwards in momentum. I mean, yeah. it's their their luck and their fate has has not treated them too well. And what if um, they didn't? Like, what if they had been able to find help from anyone else except the phrase here? Like, what if they had not had to make that crossing, uh, and and they could have gotten help from just like find more men and go directly to Winterfell. This is this is another piece of fan fiction. Like well, let's just say they go to the Bravos. Rob and Marissa, they go they go they hire the faceless men. Yeah. Um but Rob meets Marjorie, falls head over heels in love with her. She bones him up and they get married the next day instead of him and Jane Westerling and then they have the Tyrell army and then they can just go show Theon Greyjoy a thing or two, find oh, out that man. he didn't actually kill Brandon Rickon. Imagine that story. But that's not the world we live in. That's not Westeros. That is not. Well, I, you know, while we're playing that I game, like I wanted to mention this. In the <laughs> previous too. chapter, uh, what if, for instance, what if Brienne and Jamie and Cleos had taken the road, even even if it, even if they knew it was a trap, they just kept their guard, but took the road, ended up meeting up with uh, Lem and Archer and Tom and, and, and really just... Um, ended up kind of, kind of meeting with Arya as you were mentioning before you know Brienne would have gotten to meet Arya but they they more than likely would have you know went to Riverrun and that would have meant that Jamie Lannister was back in the hands of the Starks uh at Riverrun Arya you know would have been with her mom and and really just this whole thing still would have would have changed even even further i think if mm-hmm. um because if if the Starks still have a hostage um, maybe there's another play, you know, yeah. there somewhere. Now, now, now it's my turn. What if, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I don't have, I don't have a cool idea. What if right. we did our owns instead? Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> I just want to say hot pie did a really good job of sort of an impromptu job application, like a job interview mm-hmm. because the bread was shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It was shit in the few chapters ago. Exactly it was shit this chapter. And they're like, well, you can't fix hard bread because look at look at where we are. He's like, uh, you needed it way too much. And he just gave them this whole breakdown on how to mess with bread. And I feel like uh, I'm wondering if this is the end he ends up working in or if he even does. And maybe the showrunners um, got the idea from this chapter because it maybe kind of felt like a job interview. So I don't know. I don't know. And that's also not my own. My own uh, goes to 
my own goes to Tom. Tom of Seven Streams. Yes, they're they're speaking about um well, it's like there's there's a there's a back and forth about this girl that's pregnant and how it was probably one of those one of their crew and they're like, "What do you mean one of our crew or whatever?" And and she's like, well, it's probably you with your harp and all of your singing to make the girls want to gather small clothes. And he goes, hey, if a song makes a maid want to slip off her clothes and feel the good, warm sun kiss her skin, why is that the singer's fault? <laughs> right? <laughs> I just thought, you skeezy dude. Yeah, it's so skeezy. You skeez. That's skeezy? <laughs> it's definitely skeezy, Eric. Definitely. If it, okay. Yes. And, and uh, also honorable mention to Lem. And, and and guy because they're 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 seven save the king and you know like cheering with mm-hmm. ale and wiping the foam off their mouths you know it was just a good time I just felt it was a fun chapter yep uh, my own goes to Harwin for being a total game changer in Arya's life and for surviving whatever crazy shit happened in Winterfell and whatever crazy shit he's had to go through ever since then to join up with uh, the Brotherhood without banners also growing a beard <laughs> also growing a wicked beard apparently yeah. <laughs> but still being recognizable also giving it to Harwin for breaking down getting down on one knee and <laughs> honoring I wanna, Arya mm-hmm. I just want to like change my own can I do that again and be like I'd like to give my own to Harwin for growing a beard <laughs> let's just sum it right up I mean I can't it's, own, it. it's definitely own worthy his reverence to Arya and the fact that he introduces her to everybody saying you should you should have the same reverence as I do for this girl. I don't own I do not give him an own for that. I do okay. not give him an own for that. Well it's good to know her. you're not stealing my own. Yeah. I think that, that was that's fucking dangerous. Like obviously Harwin he trusts these men. He he has mm-hmm. been with them for some time. But telling everybody that this is Arya Stark is fucking dangerous shit. It's dangerous information. Yeah, we'll see that backfire later, I'm sure. But uh, for now, it's just this moment where tears came to his eyes and he was short of breath. So bless him. Well, I know that I was a little hard on Rob, um, a bit out of character this today on this mm-hmm. on this show thing. Mm-hmm. I do have to give my own to him in Cat's chapter uh, for being very, very self-aware. I feel like while he was doing all of this dumb stuff, he knew he was doing all of this dumb stuff and he mm-hmm. felt very <laughs> That makes it worse. For it. No, I think it makes it much better because for him to be blindly uh, ignorant of the situation, then it would have just been, it would just been even more embarrassing and just face palmy. This is what yeah. he said. He said, I know, her son said, stricken. I've made a botch of everything but the battles, haven't I? I thought the battles would be the hard part, but... If I had listened to you and kept Theon as my hostage, I'd still rule the North and Brandon Rickon would be alive and safe in Winterfell. So true. Yeah. And to her credit, Catelyn never does the like, I told you so. I know she's like, she's like thinking it. She's like, oh God, why did he listen to me? Pretty much all the time is what's going through her head. How frustrating too. I wonder if it's, if it's because Catelyn is just Rob's mom that he tends to listen to his other advisors maybe a little bit more if he doesn't take her as seriously because it does seem like she's been right about a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. if he had just listened to his mother yeah. like he was supposed like the <laughs> queen of thorns says if more kings would listen to their mothers then everybody would be much better off for it which is kind of like now that i think about it kind of portentous she's like if more yeah. dudes would listen to their mothers everything would be better in this yes. realm and then this is fucking true of rob and catelyn if he had just listened to his mother <laughs> then this red wedding probably wouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, in Kat's defense, she was the wife of the warden of the North for the longest time. Like she, she knows her stuff. She knows so her stuff. You definitely yeah. need to listen mm-hmm. to her. My own of this chapter goes to uh, Great John Umber because there's has one tiny little line. It just made me really happy. 
which is that um, it says the great John, no respecter of proprieties, lifted her off her feet and squeezed her arms with his huge hairy hands. <laughs> and he says, your wolf pup mauled the Kingslayer once. He'll do it again if need be. <laughs> so like, he's Aww, just like, yeah. he has such faith in Rob and Kat. And he's just like, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. He's wrong. But, you know, it's it's yeah. a nice sentiment. So yeah. I like that. That's Feels good. good for, um, for reasons we talked about on uh, the show, uh, Owen goes to Jane uh, for sure. Uh, Rob liked it so much, he put a ring on it. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, that's just Whoa, Chion's. Oh, 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 really believe that there's any kind of um ulterior motive here or or anything maybe that's just as naive as rob stark i mean they they are lannister bannerman that he is is in with now but uh i feel like jane from treating his wound which had at one point been festering so she's a she's a pretty good nurse um for saving his life and she was there when when rob most needed her when he got the worst news of his life that his two younger brothers had been killed. She was there for him. So, uh, bless her, uh, Jane, Jane Westerling, everybody. Good on, good on. And all of you listening at home, maybe thinking the same thing I'm thinking, where was Jane when Khal Drogo got hurt when he was festering? Mm-hmm. Where was she? Right. She changed everything for him. If you have theories, thoughts, or concerns that are very similar <laughs> to the things that I'm thinking, uh, Eric's going to do a really good job right after I get done talking, uh, and tell you, how you can do that you can contact us in several ways across different mediums including some social media such as twitter oh. you can find us on twitter we're twitter.com slash game of owns or tweet us anytime you want 24 hours a day seven days a week at game of owns such as brienne of tarth who tweeted at us oh yeah she says cleaning the kitchen with game of owns <laughs> anytime they want to pitch in with these dishes <laughs> Oh, Brienne. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, Brienne, we'd love to help you. Hashtag Brienne of Tarth is not good for cleaning. Okay, well. She's good for killing. It's funny anyway. Oh, gosh. So these people are so nice listening to us and telling us what they're doing when they're listening. Here's another one. James Salvona. I'm baking brownies because of Game of Owns. They keep saying gooey, which is a word I associate with chocolate brownies. Me too, buddy. There you go. Yeah. Also, Gek. We should we should definitely like set up a PO box so people can send us tasty snacks. Oh, if you have brownies you're making at home, can I have some? Can I have some of our brownies, please? Can I have some of the brownies? Amy Christina at Sansa Baby on Twitter. <laughs> oh girl. She says walking to class and saw a guy who was wearing a Game of Thrones shirt, had headphones in, and was giggling audibly. A fellow goo listener? What do you guys think? <laughs> Definitely. Probably? Absolutely. I think so. Gary Maness says, Our favorite bastard can't catch a break. It's a picture of Jon Snow on the wall, and behind him, somebody has broken through the wall. It's the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. What have you done to our wall? That was more. Thank that you, Gary Maness. Uh, Ram Dent, who sends in, I think, an own every episode. Thank you, Ram Dent. Says Arya two own slash anti own for Harwin for giving me goosebumps and hope, yes. even though I know it's not gonna work out. Oh. Yeah, Harwin own. I feel like he's like a kindred spirit with us, or mm-hmm. maybe everyone mm-hmm. felt that. Good yeah. job, George. Heartstring. This one's from Susan Stacy, dedicated, loyal, and awesome. She says, "A Storm Sword Chapter Thirteen, Arya owns Lem Lemoncloak's nose." 
the she-wolf. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. does. She hits him over the face with a tanker to veil, and he bleeds. She's like, I don't need this ale <laughs> as much yeah. as you need it in your face. And then he, yeah. he bleeds a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> On his pretty yellow cloak. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Marissa Reynolds, a uh, friend of the show, writes in and says, spotted at the wine fest. This is a photo. Uh, parenthesis, because you expect camels in a vineyard. And my thoughts were of Game of Owns. It is a camel. Is it pulling a carriage? What What's going I on? I believe it to be pulling a carriage, yes. Unbelievable. Or a Unbelievable. Hashtag mind own. You have a special connection with this tweet and picture because you just wore uh, the goo camel shirt and Valamogusis. That's true. All men must drink like yeah. camels. Yeah. Uh, Winter Coup made his uh, t-shirt debut last week. Everybody, it was it's glorious. Yeah. I think it was on. Uh, you guys tweeted it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah go it. check it out on Twitter. Look at it with your eyes. Tell us if you want one. Simon Amundsen says, "Own goes to Arya for matching Jamie and Brienne in not trusting anyone and making fast and good choices. She is eight <laughs> and too hot pie first thing you like a boss." <laughs> Those are great abbreviations, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a, this, this, that was not how this tweet was written out, but I spent some time decoding it while you guys were talking about camels, so I was ready to go. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, from Ujwal, my own for Catelyn too goes to Rob for bagging his mother neat as a hair is in a snare. This Rob, is true. Hashtag Rob the Poacher. It is true. Rob the Poacher. He did good. So, so unlike him, but... God, Rob, you know, we can't help but argue you have style. Well, I don't know that this next uh, tweeter to us would agree with you. This is a very scathing remark against Rob. Erica, Erica Kiana on Twitter says, My own goes to Rob for destroying his and his family's oh. life because he couldn't yeah. keep it in his pants. It's true. Way to be so true, Erica. <laughs> Way to be so true. <laughs> But there's a quick recovery yeah, because our next tweet is from Brent Hardly Deboo. They say, all hail King in the North. All hail King in the North. Those are our Twitter owns. We have some from Facebook as well, it looks like. Facebook.com Facebook. slash Game of Owns. Uh, Facebook.com slash Game of Owns. Oh and uh, the first one is from Jared Kazal. He says, my own for Arya 2 goes to Harwin. Yes. For inspiring Arya to throw caution to the wind and reveal her true identity. For one moment, this tough little aspiring killer was a young girl again, desperately embracing one of the last ragged memories of her lost home. Own of Catelyn too goes to Grey Wind for being able to smell something especially fishy about Sir Rolf Spicer. Mm-hmm. Considering that they're in Riverrun and the smell of fish is probably <laughs> everywhere, it takes a sharp nose and good instincts to quickly locate the rot that could spoil the entire meal. <laughs> wow, that's some good owns. That was now good. I'm Thank wondering you, if Darren. there isn't like something extra specially like fishy about the Spicer dude. Oh, I think so. I mean, totally. I trust. Okay. I trust Grey Wind. I was going to say the Westerlings are Lannister men, as I mentioned earlier in this chapter and um, in this episode, I suppose. But like Rob would have to be totally stupid to have them here then, if they were, st- if they hadn't like denounced the Lannisters, right? Surely they converted. I think. I think they definitely have. They would have had to, yeah. yeah. Once Jane mm-hmm. married him, however, that doesn't mean that Sir Rolf Spicer isn't a spy. He's got True. spy in his name. Spy. He does. <laughs> and he just makes me think of the splicers from Bioshock. So I'm just really mad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, splicers. Drew Shoal or Shoal. You decide. My own goes to Rob for reminding Catelyn that there wasn't just five dire wolves for the Stark children, but six. One for John too. 
Good guy, Rob. Never leaving a bastard brother out. Yeah, that was bitchy of her. Yeah. That's another reason I don't like Catelyn. She is never <laughs> nice to John. She is a jerk to him constantly. He didn't he does not deserve it. It's a biggest want you to flaw. leave. It should have been you that, who died or uh, got pushed or whatever. Like, fuck you. I don't even climb, cat, mom. I mean, uh, cat, Miss, cat mom? Miss Stark. We have some emails too, right? Yes, finally, we do have some emails. If you want to send us an email, like the ones we're about to read, contact us at contact at gameofowns.com. Yeah. All right. Which one's first? Here's one from Nick Hartley. Uh, it says, My own goes to Harwin. He let Arya, if only for a moment, be the child she is. For so long, she had to harden herself to the world. It was nice to cry. And remember the good old days in Winterfell. Yeah. Nick Hartley does not so. That's like five or six owns for Harwin now. Yeah. Way, way to go, goo listeners. Yeah. I like he the way your mind works. You guys are like kindred spirits. You should all be friends and drink ale with each other. Yeah, definitely. Also invite <laughs> us if you do that. <laughs> That's true. Next own comes from... Marlon Green, he says, hello guys, I'd like to submit my own of the week regarding Arya's chapter. My own goes to Tom Seven Strings, IOU. <laughs> its rise to power is equaled only by Littlefinger's ascent to prominence. In an instant, it went from a dirty piece of paper to the worth of three gold dragons on the credit of a dead king for the betterment of the realm. Could you explain to me Arya's skepticism? <laughs> I like your cheek. I like your cheek. I like your cheek, Marlon Green. The last email own comes from Soleilani, who says, My own goes to Jane Westerling, whose chestnut curls, heart-shaped face, slender frame, but good hips will eventually <laughs> plunge the North into such, such chaos, chaos, you'd think her house was sworn to the Lannisters. Oh, wait. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Soleilani, you got can we, it. Can we give so a, a round true. of applause for so all of our listeners true. this week? Honestly. Definitely. Great mm. owns. Thank you, guys. Wonderful correspondence. Catelyn, like, takes a look at her and she's like, oh, she's got good hips, though. She won't yeah. have any problem because with, with my- Because she's obsessed with family. Grandkids. She, she won't she's have like, any oh, trouble. It's the one thing that she's- a, it's, It is another baby. She has that in common with Tywin. You guys ever think about this? Like, they're both just like- Super obsessed with their families. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. Maybe mm-hmm. I think they're slightly different characters, but yeah. they're also really excellent war strategists. Wow. Yeah. They're yeah. kind of the the matriarch and patriarch of their respective houses, and they're both pretty badass at a lot of things. But people listen to Tywin, and he's the hand of the king. And Catelyn is a widow, and no one appears to take her seriously as often as they should. Gosh. So. Well, she did let the Kingslayer out of his shackles. Yeah. That's true. Maybe not her best move. And the things we do for love. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the things that we do for love, uh, we posted on Twitter today, I stepped away from stuff that I had to be doing and uh, assembled a bunch of stuff on a table. Uh, you can see it on our Twitter and our Instagram. We probably next week, because I think uh, we're all doing a little bit of, of stuff for the rest of the week, there's some traveling on my part and Micah's part, and you guys are busy like talking about shoes and stuff with each other, right? It's true. So, I, I plan to, yeah, I follow up. I want more fashion blogs and uh, with from Kate, and I'm going to send more to her. <laughs> well, we uh, have a, I would say, not quite a truckload, but close to a truckload, maybe a minivan load of awesome things that HBO has sent over to reward you, the listeners, for being such dedicated Game of Thrones fans. Sweet. And... Yeah, it's just it's really exciting because uh it was a fun idea and it happened and it's they really 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 delivered. I mean, sacks of posters, the list goes on. Uh it's pretty 
damn cool. So yeah, there's a there's a picture, a video, I think, on Instagram of it, and it looks like a a butt a metric buttload of stuff, and it looks incredibly sweet, and it's really generous. Um, HBO sent this to us mm-hmm. for our fans. It's amazing. Do yourselves a favor and begin thinking for next week. This will all happen. So you have a handful of days to to prepare in your mind. Let's just say, uh, what is your absolute favorite thing about A Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones? Whether it's the television show, whether it's the book series, whether it's how the people behind the show have captured it, whether it's how brilliant George has interwoven storylines such as what we had today, uh, you decide. Think about it. And Mm -hmm. uh, you'll hear more next week. Mm -hmm. Could be Harwin. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, Harwin. Harwin, definitely. (laughs) Also, heads up to all of our subscribers through patreon chapter two of our show will be delayed due to the fact that we are and i'm putting my fingers together like mr burns uh working on some very special things throughout this week uh, <laughs> and throughout the end of this week for it so uh yeah. please you, stay you guys will love it we yeah, promise we're, we're very excited i'm very excited patreon.com slash goo if you'd like to join in on our party that we are having with oh, now over a hundred of you that are bannermen and do not trample on the banner with your horses and we will not go against our vows and marry other people. We're only going to marry you. So thank you. <laughs> Patreon.com. Yes, we'll keep you. our dog that outside is, for that you. That is not a legally binding agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Yes. You know, it's it's funny that we're, we've been doing these pairs uh, of chapters that have a little to do with each other. Uh, we do actually have next, uh, there's a Jon Snow chapter and that is followed by a Sansa chapter. So we're sticking, mm. we're staying with the Starks. Sticking with the Starks. Oh, sticking with the, the Starks. reality show. Sticking with yeah. the Starks. On uh, we're about two hundred pages into Storm of Swords. We're about twenty uh, percent through the book, and uh, it feels good. I like it. What are the rules about us winning the stuff from the contest? Um, we didn't get all. Zach, send me a poster. Oh. Listen, I am refusing to keep anything for myself either. So God, we love you that <laughs> oh, much. Oh, you people. white knight. You and your. God damn it. Uh, it needs to be for all of you because we we get to just we already get to do have so much fun. And I hope that you guys have as much fun as we have uh, you listening as we do making it. And if not, maybe a Blu-ray set will help or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Uh, we love you. And we, we, we consider doing our names, but we may just have uh, Kate do her name now. I'm Kate. <laughs> uh, I'm Hot Pie. <laughs> 